Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Good morning, Ali. Good morning, Michelle. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm super great because we have a amazing guest on today. We have right. Josepha Hayden. I just realized I don't exactly know how to pronounce your very last name. Let me see if I got it. Let me see if I got really it. Fun. Josepha Hayden Chamfosi. It's really close. That's really close. Okay. It's a hard name. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good morning, Josepha. <laughs> so tell morning. us how you pronounce your name. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's Josepha, so with a soft J on the front. Josepha oh, okay. Hayden Chumpo C, and not the Chumpo-C. not the F in the PH in the, oh, in the last name. I, I know, close. yeah, amazing. I'll a do foreign better. name, <laughs> but names matter, and we do. Yeah. Try yeah, which is why I didn't want to butcher <laughs> I it. it. I'm like, I'd rather let yeah. you pronounce it the way that it's supposed to be heard. Um, but if you are, I think y'all did a great it. job for the record. <laughs> if you are at home listening and you do not know Josepha which, oh God, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I feel so dumb. Josepha is the WordPress executive director. So she's kind of a big deal Um, (laughs) for more reasons than one. And yeah, I want to start off by just saying like, thanks so much for taking some time out of your your Friday to, to chat with us on our little show. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here with y'all. I, I do fangirl over you just a little bit because I love all the stuff that you do in our, I mean, in our community. But I also because I love your dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She went to one word camp one time and was like the superstar of the show. She had her own badge and everything, but couldn't go inside because she's a dog. And so <laughs> she and I just sat outside <laughs> talking okay. to other people about WordPress. <laughs> her name is Pepper, in case anyone doesn't know. And she's not a little dog. No, she's a medium sized (laughs) dog. She's like 65 pounds. Um, And, uh, and she does make frequent appearances in the back of of my meetings. (laughs) I hope we get to see her today. No, she's downstairs. There's, there's formula one racing on the TV and, and she finds that interesting a little bit, but also worries about the people watching it feels very stressful. (laughs) I was going to say, I love when dogs watch TV, but not if she's stressed by it. That's not fun. Oh, she's just, she's acting kind of like a therapy dog. She's like doing some just like pressure leaning on, on folks downstairs and trying to to just squish all the sadness out of them. That's her, (laughs) her, her lot in life. She's a lover for sure. Well, we're excited to have you on here for so many reasons. Number one, um, we, of course, talk about underrepresentation a lot. And a lot of the time that comes with just being a woman, right? So underrepresented mm-hmm. in technology, it isn't true that women are fewer in the world because we are at least 50%. And some statistics show us a little bit more than 50% of the world. Mm-hmm. But we certainly remain underrepresented in technology. Um, on top of that, you know, you and Allie are non-white, which is even more underrepresented in technology. And then I am also a disabled person, which is, again, underrepresented. So we really do try to bring as much representation as possible, um, which is why our podcast is called Underrepresented Tech. But anyway, (laughs) 
we're super excited that you bring so much to the table as well and the things that you try to do um, and influence I should say in WordPress so uh, a little bit before we, we always try to talk through some topics beforehand and uh, you had some great things you wanted to talk about so I'm just actually going to let you kind of launch into that and we're going to interact with you about the yeah. things that you were talking about before we get to the thing that's like actively on my mind, I do want sure. to stop. And for our folks uh, at home who are hearing this, like women are un underrepresented sort of thing. What has always struck me about that, the fact that women are underrepresented in multiple different areas in, in workforces and, and when like testing for, for anything like testing products, user testing, anything, women are left out frequently. Um, people of color are left out frequently, all of that. The thing that especially is weird to me about women being left out in those sorts of things is that women are frequently making a majority of the economic decisions for households. Like women across the entire planet are CEOs of entire households and families. And we're like, but they can't, they can't be, be important enough to like test seatbelt safety on. <laughs> like it just is so strange. That. I'm like, women are a real driving force in the world and, mm -hmm. and in the sustainability of our overall economy, but we don't want to hear their voices about like the importance of what, what they need in their products. I always have found that weird. Um, <laughs> I realize I'm Same. preaching the choir in this room, <laughs> uh, but for folks sure. who are listening to this, cause they uh, are, are trying to proactively educate themselves. That is one of the mm -hmm. things that has always made that, uh, that dichotomy really mm -hmm. remarkable to me, but uh, yeah. So the thing that's really on my mind right now is um, I, I've been thinking a lot about about first generation people and people who are, uh, as far as like family patterns go, changing their family patterns for the better. Um, and the reason that that's been on my mind a lot lately is because, like, if if um, WordPress is doing what I really believe it's doing in the world, so m making economic empowerment available to anyone. If WordPress is really doing that slash can really do that at, at a global scale, like it, it makes sense for us to take a look at that particular group of people, people who are in, in some cases like children of refugees or just generally people of uh, children of immigrants. And they are having that experience of like their parents having given up so much for them to succeed and the pressure of then succeeding in the face mm -hmm. of your having given up so much, your parents having um, really tried to double down on their investment in you as an investment in them and the long-term uh, health and safety of their overall family line. Like we talk a lot in, in questions of representation about how like you get judged as a collective, as part of an underrepresented group, as opposed to judged as an individual. And when you think about a lot of these people that we are providing new opportunities to with a software, like you have to think about how we are judging them actively or not, how we are um, enabling their ability to like actually learn in a way that is um, relevant and useful and and like long term has long term efficacy. Mm -hmm. And so since one of our big mandates in 2021 for the project was to really double down on helping people learn WordPress from like WordPress.org, where we obviously should have the canonical source of information about how to get this mm -hmm. done. 
like I've been giving a lot of thought to that and, and it's been a very complicated question in my mind Mm -hmm. all year long. Yeah. And I think that's really valid. Yeah, for sure. Like I remember, um, so I was part of the WordCamp US team this year and we basically had the idea that it's back to basics, right? So, so much of WordCamps is about the insiders that have kind of become this elite group that people that you see over and over at, like, especially flagship events, Mm -hmm. um, where we're, where they're bored if you're not talking about the the deep technologies and things like that. But when you're talking, especially when you're doing an online event that anybody can travel to because you're not traveling, right? Right. Um, Anybody can access, bringing it back to basics and making it about everybody and truly showing how it democratizes publishing. I love that phrase, by the way. Um, (laughs) Because, Because it really does give everybody access. But if we, if we start by trying to, in every event that we have, dig into development and dig into, you know, if if we skip those first few steps, we're not advantaging anybody. We're disadvantaging people. Yeah. And that's, that's something I've been thinking about, not necessarily in terms of the first generation individuals, but going to WordCamps and going to events and thinking, is this, is this an industry event or is this an educational event? Because Mm. I feel like a lot of our events online, in person for the past few years have, are, are painted as you come, you learn, you network, you, you get all these benefits. Um, but everything is kind of almost from this enterprise level, as far as content, as far as who's speaking, who's sponsoring all of those things. Um, and it can feel a little bit ostracizing for a new person. Um, like I attended my yeah. first WordCamp at 20 in 2015. And I didn't, form a relationship with anyone until 2019 because I felt like this is for uh professional people right like these this event is for people who have like made it I'm lucky to just be in the room and be able to listen and that's not like how people should feel right like I love the back to basics idea of you know if you just heard about WordPress yesterday this is for you or there's content here for you. Maybe it's not the whole event, but there are tracks here for you. I think that's super valuable. Um, yeah. And thinking what about like, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm right now, a lot of my work is making WordPress courses. And this is just, this conversation is kind of starting to change for me the way that I'm thinking about those courses, because I tend to think of them as like, oh, you're a marketer and you have to learn WordPress for your job to get a site up really quick. But really thinking of like the people you're talking about, Josefa, who are like, I need to um, pay back into what my parents have invested in me and use this as a stepping stone, right? Like WordPress is not going to be the most important thing in my life maybe, but this is going to be a stepping stone toward my success. Um, I think that's super, super important to think about. Yeah. And as, as far as like our, our WordPress events, our, our WordCamps, are they industry events or are they events for education and all those things? Like that is a really tough, that's a really tough thing. Cause it kind of depends on the local community. But one of the things that, that kind of breaks my heart the most about your story is that like, on the one hand, people should be able to take everything in their own time and in their own course of, of what they are able to do. But one of the, 
one of the things that I have found to be true for people who like get a leg up in life and those who don't is so often tied to where your network lies and where, and where you have access to a network. And so like the networking opportunities at WordPress events, I know like if you're, if you're already, if you consider, um, economic, uh, 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 not economics, but like the structure of people's economic positions in the world as like a a series of four different groups, right? Like if you're in group four, the most economically advantaged group, like networking is just a fun thing to do kind of, but if you're in group one, having an opportunity to network is, and, and like get um, interactions and connections and access to people who have other connections and other groups and other pieces of knowledge that you otherwise wouldn't come to, like that is incredibly, um, enabling and empowering. And so like, I know that frequently people are like, well, networking shouldn't be the most important part of your WordCamps, but I'm like, are you sure? Cause like how, how many of my advantages that I've had in life is because I'm an excellent networker how many advantages that people have that they're just born into are because their parents had an excellent network. And so they got them internships or whatever all over the place. Mm So yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, and I, yeah, that's so weird. Like so, so I the, Oh, sorry, Michelle, go ahead. That's okay. I was good. So I wanted to ask there. So there's been two, um, big initiatives over the last year that I've witnessed, right? So we've got learn.wordpress.org, which has really grown a lot. And I know, um, you know, Courtney, how, uh, I, I know there's other people involved, but those are the two people I know that I talk to on a regular basis that are really championing that. And then also have the diversity workshops that, you know, that Ali has been involved in and Jill Binder and um, uh, David Wolfpaw. And so I'm kind of curious, like how those came about um, cause I think they're perfect, right? Especially given the pandemic and everything that we've been um, dealing with over the last few years to be able to be more inclusive to everybody on both levels. And what has your role been in that? Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious what the driving mm. force was and, and, and how you played into all of that. How they came about. <laughs> uh, one of those, we have to go all the way back to like 2018 and the other one we don't. So um, the, the learn initiative, well, I guess that goes a bit further back. So, um, so of course we've had training as an initiative in the WordPress community and the WordPress project for quite some time since like 2014, 2015, something like that. Um, and the, at some point I want to say around 2017 or 18, I guess it doesn't really matter part about partway through our current journey, uh, toward, toward learn. Um, it became really clear that being able to document information um, or read and process information was not always the same as being able to apply the information. So like you had to, we were creating these materials on the training team that required a teacher to be able to, they were written for teachers, their lesson plans. And so it required a teacher to be able to come read through the thing, process it and teach other people how to apply it. And while we have many teachers in the WordPress space, we probably have more trainers than we have teachers. And so those materials um, like would basically be used as, as base material for, for any trainers who are showing up to do that because lesson plans are, are a really specialized tool. Um, and so uh, there is an inherent problem with that entire system in that 
you have to have a person who is willing to come in and get a bunch of other people together and organize them and then teach them and do all of the teaching things that go with it, as opposed to letting it be a self-serve opportunity for people who just want to learn something about WordPress. Um, and so the biggest gaps uh, between like getting your stuff started and, and the parts of WordPress, like you can find information about WordPress all over the place. You can find information about like second gear WordPress uh, in a lot of places, but first gear information, not so much, right? Like it's really hard for us to commit to like, okay, brand new person who knows you need a WordPress site. Also, by the way, you need hosting. This is what you need to know about it. Also, by the way, these things you will want from your site, which you cannot get in, in plain WordPress. These are the plugins that probably you want to look at. Like that is really hard stuff to do. And when you're first coming into WordPress, the cognitive load of the CMS is plenty enough without also having to look into kind of like the entire ecosystem. We've got like 60,000 plugins and, and 10,000 themes or something like it's wild. Um, and so, and so Matt is actually the one who really pointed out a couple of excellent self-serve learning, uh, examples to us and, and, and gave us that really solid initiative around learn.wordpress.org. That site had been around for ages and we had never really figured out what to do with it. And so, I think this is a great, uh, a great uh, second life for that site. Can I tell um, a quick anecdote? Oh, sorry. Of course. This three-way recording is uh, is challenging. Um, <laughs> it is super easy to learn WordPress the wrong way, right? When I yeah. first uh -huh. got a job where they were like, we are an agency that uses WordPress in-house for all of our clients. I was like, cool. They used a theme called Jupyter. And I thought Jupyter was WordPress. I thought that's mm -hmm. how... WordPress looked and worked. We always had a set, we had a, a folder of plugins that we put on every single, it was not a great agency. Um, <laughs> we had a folder of plugins we put on every single site. And I thought that that's how you used WordPress. And mm. when I realized that there were other themes and there were other plugins and there was other settings and like the breadth of things that you could do with WordPress, I was flabbergasted but you're right when when you look at that dashboard for the first time it is this uh, my husband calls it analysis paralysis where you're like mm. you're trying to look at all of the things and figure out which is important and then you just don't want to do anything um so yeah mm. I think for people first coming into the community people whose English is not their first language and yes. they've they're looking at an English WordPress website oh my gosh that's terrifying uh what were you about to say Michelle Oh, no, I was just thinking about ways that some of the, and this is a little bit um, going a little bit further down the conversation, but ways that companies themselves could, um, I know that there's the five for the future and there's ways that we can contribute. I'm wondering if one of those ways might be doing some of these basic intro webinars in real time with real people where they can ask real questions at the same time. And if that's something that, um, you know, that WordPress.org and learn.wordpress would be interested in people doing. I mean... I think, I think, yeah, we, <laughs> we've got, um, a lot of, so the, the group that is working on, on the learn.wordpress.org initiative holds a lot of like social spaces and discussion groups. And I think that anyone could hold those as long as they 
we're like proficient in WordPress. Like, I don't think it has to be the people who are currently creating it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And open to others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we always uh, want other people and other voices in those spaces. Cause like without, without new contributors and things without uh, other groups that are invested Mm -hmm. in making sure that WordPress exists for the future, like that we cannot assure our future. And so I think that's all, we're always open. Anyone who wants to come and teach others, we need you and we love you. <laughs> well, my, you know, my new title has community in it. So I want to make sure that I'm doing, yeah. thinking about the whole community, not just my own small community. Yeah. Um, so on the question of like uh, Jill Binder's work with the, with the WordPress diversity speaker training group, it's, I just call it WP diversity as a shorthand because I talk about mm-hmm. it quite a bit. And so I actually don't know what the title of that project is anymore, which is laughable. Mm-hmm. I should have looked it up before I got on here. It should just I be called probably. WP diversity. <laughs> Allie's going to find it for us. Um, yeah. yeah, I actually was just looking at some of the stats for that. Um, we have state of the word coming up. And so I, uh, leading up to state of the word every year, I just kind of make sure I know where all of our stats are. Uh, in case anyone asks us questions from the audience, I can make sure that um, I or Matt have access to that to that information pretty quickly. Um, but so like the the work on this particular program goes way, way back. Jill Binder has been working on this for ages and ages and ages. I want to say that the first time that she talked to me about it was 2017, 2018, like super long ago. It feels like, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I remember distinctly like Andrea Middleton coming to me and saying, Jill Binder has this great idea for a program and would like to run it by you to kind of see like how it fits, what it might look like, where it could go, what we could do with it. And at first, um, I didn't quite understand how we could make it fit with how the WordPress project functions. Um, and so the initial suggestion was to make it just kind of its standalone project, but, but within the WordPress concept, right? Like using con- the, the basic concepts of open source that we have, and also, you know, the way that we apply open source with a deep commitment to ethical communication and, and human-centric decisions, and just like bring the ethos of WordPress to that whole concept. And Jill Binder and Andrea met like once a week for a year to architect the whole concept and pulled together a couple of just like um, essentially prototypes. I mean, trial, trial runs of it where they learned a lot of excellent information. And, and those two, Andrea and Jill really, really put a lot of effort into making sure that the program was well-built um, and that it was overall um, built with future expansion and sustainability in mind. And so yeah. seeing it expand to uh, not only like the diversity speaker training program, but then also the, the ongoing support part of that program and the allyship training that we're, that is being done with that right now is so remarkable and such a testament to the work that those two women did there. I have been a, a and longtime supporter of it, but um, only in like a, yes, I'll find you all of the opportunities that I can possibly find you, not in a building it way. Um, but I, I trust 
those two and how they built it. And, and I think that we're seeing incredible dividends in the WordPress project, of course, but then also across other projects as well. Um, I know that that program, various parts of that program is used in the Drupal community and in the Magento community, various other open source uh, projects. And I am just delighted to have that kind of like WordPressy, very diversity minded, very inclusion minded kind of workshop out there for other people in our space. Cause like at the end of the day, like, of course, I think WordPress is the best uh, open source CMS out there, but at the end of the day, it's about open web versus closed web. And I am pro open web every single day of the week. And so like having, having the opportunity for our well-researched, well-thought-out, well-architected um, grassroots concept of how to do this work in other spaces, I think helps all of us to have a better experience in life. And like, why wouldn't I get behind that every single day of the week I'm behind it. And so like, I, I will say I have been a little saddened by the lack of like monetary support from, from other ecosystem partners. Like Mm -hmm. we should see more of that five for the future group that really benefits from WordPress and, and knowing that WordPress benefits from these other voices that we are trying to give voices to, like, I would like to have seen more companies give money to that project than they have, but also like, that's not even just true for WordPress itself. Like if Drupal wanted to sponsor that group of, of people doing that work, I think that would also be excellent. Same for Magento, same for Adobe. Anyone who wants to use this workshop should mm-hmm. like, you know, show up and help fund it as well. It's a really exceptional piece of, of uh, training. And, and I love seeing how it has grown and become such an instrumental part of the work that we do here. That's awesome. That was a very businessy answer, but also (laughs) calling everybody out. Sorry. I love it. I was just going to say, if you are listening and you are a business owner and you want to help support, I mean, people contact Michelle and I all the time. Like, how can I support? How can I be a better ally? Blah, blah, blah. Put your money where your mouth Mm -hmm. is, dude. Give, give the people who are doing the actual work, the support that they need. If you don't have to do anything, just support them. Um, yeah. And I, I just came up with a new phrase, right? So all these keyboard warriors that are always like, somebody has to put your money where your tweet is. <laughs> money where your tweet is. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, we, we, wanna, do- we want to, um, you know, respect your time, of course, because we did schedule in basically a half hour for this usually. Um, and we do want to follow up with a few things after we get off here, because I have some questions for you. What's the things that I have personally want to talk to you really quick about? But um, I just kind of want to sum it all up but because we talked about, you know, first generation and even second generation uh, folks mm-hmm. having access and the, the you know, d- democratization of um, our open source CMS. And that really comes down to three different things as I, as I see it. If I can sum up what you've said, and then you can of course have the last word because we would love that Um, but one it's about um, access to education it's about finding ways to be able to actually use wordpress to build the future for yourself and your family to be able to respect what your family has put into you and and pay that forward into you into your your family um go ongoing the second is opportunities for networking for those, um, those families and those people who are first and second generation. I mean, obviously everybody, but we're specifically talking about people who have come um, under disadvantaged situations. And then the third was 
I almost forgot opportunities for, yeah, I forgot what my third point was, whatever we were just talking about. I just derailed myself. But yeah, but so opportunities, <laughs> yeah, opportunities for education and for networking. Oh, and then also training people to be open and, and create those spaces. That was the third spot. So not only giving opportunities to people who are um, coming from those disadvantaged backgrounds and, and trying to bootstrap into um, creating a future for themselves and their families, but teaching other people how to make those spaces for those to happen. Yes. Yes. All of TLDR. Um, TLDR. I'm going to, I'm going to give uh, a couple of additional things on that first and the third one. Cause I have right. specific thoughts about those. So um, access to education, it is widely accepted that more education to more women moves um, a society forward faster than anything else you can do. It is scientifically proven. I read this book recently called Factfulness, where, where it talked about that quite a bit. It has a bunch of stats and also um, citing, it cites all of the, of the resources. I recommend if anyone has any thoughts that they think maybe it's not true that educating your women is the best way to uh, social and economic advancement. Give that one a read because it will change your mind immediately. I loved that book. Um, so there's that. Uh, and so, yeah, I think access to education is a hard sell for a lot of uh, people who are moving through um, changing their life circumstances. Because when you're living hand to mouth all the time, it's very hard to say, I'm investing in this future thing that I don't see yet. Like knowing that you're planting the tree now, even if you cannot rest in its shade in the future is so hard when you are living hand to mouth, when you're living paycheck to paycheck. And so like, it's a tough sell all around, but it is one of the most impactful things that we can do is provide education to people, especially young women in the world, period. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as like opportunities for for making space, having open spaces for people that we want to see in our communities, it is never the responsibility of the people who are disadvantaged to figure out whether they're safe in your community. The burden of proof for saying we accept women here, we accept underrepresented voices, we accept people of color, we accept trans folks, like it does not matter who the, the, the individual intersection or or minority group is that you want to bring into your space, they should never have to show up and figure out whether they're going to be allowed to speak or whether anyone is gonna run them out of the room. Like it is your job to say, we welcome all people in here, including these people, these people, these people, these people. Like the elastic clause of all people are welcome um, is not enough, I think. I, I think agree. the burden of proof always rests with the with the people who are already safe to say who else should be considered safe with you. Um, I wrote a whole post about it. I will share it with you all so you can share it in the, in the uh, show notes as well. But like I, every single day of the week, believe that to be true. And, mm -hmm. and I probably yeah. also had something really salient to say about the importance of opportunities for networking, but like, I probably technically already said That's it because okay. I talked quite a bit about it. But. <laughs> can I tag on, can I tag on to that last part that it's also Always. not enough to be inviting, but you actually have to invite, yeah. right? So it's not enough just to be friendly. 
to make friends, you have to go out and do it. So just because you think that your space is inviting and welcoming, it's not enough to just be, you have to actually make the effort to invite people in space so that not only do they think that it's a, a, a space that's safe and accommodating, but that you show by right. virtue of actually inviting them in that it is. And, and asking people to be- leave who are not helping who are making it more difficult for the space to be welcome. That's a whole other podcast episode. Um, yeah. The dichotomy of the about, intolerance but... of intolerance. That is a yeah. real, we'll cover that real next thing. Week. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think that to, to just like in a back to basic sense of things, like the difference between the work for diversity and the work for inclusion is, is very nuanced. And when people are like, we're doing diversity and inclusion work, sometimes it's not clear where the locus of diversity work sits and where the locus of inclusion work sits. Um, and and when we were working toward 5.6 with that all women and non-binary release, I mm-hmm. panicked for like a solid six weeks leading up to it. Cause I was like, what if my inclusion work wasn't good enough? Um, and I tried to have that conversation with a number of people and mm-hmm. it immediately became clear to me how few people see the difference between like the work of inclusion is for the existing group to make sure that they have made their environment so that other people can thrive. Mm-hmm. And the work of, of diversity is the external work to bring those people in once the internal work is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that's a really hard kind of new, it's not hard, it's nuanced and, <laughs> and it's hard to find anyone who like acknowledges that upfront uh, sometimes. And so I just acknowledge that upfront. It's, it's a two distinct things that go very well together and have to go well together. Uh, but you have to have buy-in from a couple of different areas of an, of an organization to make it happen. Fortunately, so we do a, in WordPress. Yes. I wrote an entire post about that on post status yeah. about diversity nice. versus inclusion. So Perfect. hopefully people so will see it? it from multiple places. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for being here with us today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I assume you're going to be at State of the Word. I will see you in New York City. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be introducing one Matt Mullenweg. Sweet. Oh, wow. I don't know why Yay. I said it that way. Like they're like he's replicatable. He's not there. He's there's literally the only one of him. Uh, <laughs> so he's, so he's not a clone. He's not a clone, not a simulacrum <laughs> for all of my D and D folks out there. He hasn't started to. He hasn't started to look like a clone either, like some other people in the tech space. <laughs> and on that, we are going to wrap up. I'll let you tell him that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you, ladies. Uh, thank you. And we don't know what we'll talk about next week, as always, but we look forward to greeting each and every one of our listeners on Underrepresented in Tech. Thanks. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. NinjaForms. NinjaForms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful, user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. StellarWP. StellarWP is a collective of WordPress innovators standing behind WordPress plugins like iThemes, the Events Calendar, Restrict Content Pro, GiveWP, and more. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.